McTavish and welcome to episode five of AC Life, the podcast. For the past few months, Arnold Clark has had a big focus on financial well-being. And on our last podcast, we looked at the type of support available to employees to help with the cost of living crisis. But even with support and advice, understanding the figures on your monthly payslip can often be stressful, especially when it comes to tax. On today's episode of the podcast, we're chatting about everything to do with payslips, including understanding how your tax is calculated and what happens when your salary changes. We've also asked you to send in any questions you have about your Arnold Clark payslip, so hopefully we can solve these for you today. Well, today I'm joined by Megan McCallum, Arnold Clark's Payroll Operations Manager, Colin Sinclair, Financial Controller, and Colin Bain, Group Tax Manager. And they'll hopefully help us get to the bottom of what can be a really confusing topic for many. So let's just briefly outline what each of you cover. Colin Sinclair, I won't use your, your full name all the time, but Colin Sinclair, your financial controller at head office. Tell us what you cover in your area. Hi, yeah, so I work at head office and have done for a number of years. So I look after our kind of head office overheads function. So uh, unfortunately, my bit of the business doesn't make much of the money, but uh, we have all the overheads, uh, lots of wage costs, uh, all our group departments at head office, so the different uh, items that they spend, so things like our marketing spend, our estate spend, our IT spend, all of that kind of falls under the, the area that I look after. And then I've got a few other roles that I do as well, so I'm very uh, operationally involved with the payroll department, work quite closely with Megan and the team in there mm -hmm. uh, to make sure we're addressing things in the right way and paying staff correctly and uh, I have various other responsibilities like um, our group insurance or looking after some of our group uh, products like our service plan and auto care as well. Right, so and um, so company car Yep. Uh, so within uh, our team we look after our company car uh, scheme as well, so work quite closely with Colin, our tax manager on that. Uh, we look after uh, the fuel cards, so staff that have got that benefit of driving a huh. company car um, they tend to come through our team if they've got any problems or need anything. Perfect. Right. Colin Bain, your group tax manager, let's let's see what you cover then. Yes, what so areas? Yeah, um, I'm Colin Bain. I am the group tax manager and I've been with Arnold Clark for just over two years now. Um, so basically I cover all things tax at Arnold Clark, so predominantly corporation tax in terms of you know the provision calculations for the statutory accounts and then we see that right through to the submission of the corporation tax computations for the whole group. Um, I also uh, look after the VAT for the, for the group, so responsible for the, the quarterly reporting of the VAT returns to HMRC, so um, that's quite a kind of big job, you can imagine the amount of branches Arnold Clark has. Um, also, um, on the import side of things, we will import some parts and some motor vehicles, so I look after that as well to ensure that we're, we're kind of complying with all things customs-based HMRC. And also from an employment tax side, I assist Colin and the wider team at head office on any employment tax queries, company cars and any, any kind of you know, taxable benefits that we, we have at Arnold Clark. Great. And finally, Megan McCallum, Payroll Operations Manager. Tell us what you do. Um, I work alongside a team of 17 who are fantastic, um, looking after all things pay. So taking employees' uh, queries, getting their payslips updated, 
um, handling data from different areas of the business, so working you know, with, with both Collins and lots of other people in the business, just to make sure that you know, we're processing things you know, as quickly and as accurately as we can um, for everyone. So before we deal with some very specific questions that have been sent in, let's have a look at a couple of things that several people have asked about. Megan, payslips. They're always a tough one for people to get their head around as they change so often and we've seen they've got so many components, different abbreviations. Is there any way you can help people understand how to better read their payslip? Yes, so there's a lot of information on there, so don't try not to go overwhelmed with it all. We do have um, and well, are working on a really handy guide on ACE that will show you all of the different pay elements you might ever see on your payslip. So if there's ever anything there that you want to find out what that means, of course, you can check there. You can contact your, um, you know, your payroll advisor who looks mm -hmm. after you and your branch. Um, but most, for most people, you know, there'll be um, a few things you'll see month in, month out. Um, so I'll say, any questions? Let us know. So on the, just the details at the top, what what do you see at the top? So at the top of your um, payslip, you can see your tax codes. Um, you also see what month your pay is for. So mm -hmm. always important to make sure you're looking at the right one. Um, then from there on the left hand side you'll see your what we call your gross pay. So that's basically just all the pay before we take any tax or deductions from it. Um, then when we look over to the right hand side you'll see all of your deductions um, from your pay. So that includes tax A&I, student loans, um, mm -hmm. all the fun stuff. Um, and then at the bottom right hand side you'll see your net pay, which is the pay that you get home in your pocket. So the one that we all care about the most. So hopefully we'll be able to clear up some of the, the questions that people have a little bit later yeah. on. Um, Colin, you deal with tax codes and this is something that most people struggle to get to grips with. Why is it such a difficult one to understand? I mean, I think it's just, you know, no one gets taught about tax codes, you know, uh -huh, you know that's still right. at university, <laughs> nobody kind of touches on tax codes and then all of a sudden you get thrown into employment and then people look at this this kind of combination of numbers and letters and think, you know, what is this? How, how do I read this? But I think if I maybe just start discussing kind of what makes up a tax code, and um, that maybe help. Um, so your tax code, when you look at it, is essentially made up of several numbers, usually four numbers mm -hmm. and letters. And within the numbers is generally your personal allowance that's coded in there. And the personal allowance is your, your annual tax-free allowance. And you essentially pay tax on any earnings over and above that. And the personal allowance is set by the government on an annual basis. Um, the tax code can be adjusted for any benefits in kind received from Arnold Clark as well. So if we break it down a bit more kind of closely, if there's an S at the start of your tax code, that means that you're, this represents a Scottish taxpayer. Right. Um, if there's no S in front of the tax code, then that's a kind of English taxpayer. And why is this? It's just to distinguish between the two because um, there's different tax rates and tax bans in Scotland and England. Right, okay. And um, how does... HMRC know about the benefits of your tax code? So they, they get sent in from, um, so Arnold Clark will send a P11D benefit statement in and that, that generally gets submitted in July time. Uh -huh. So we make employees aware of this because live on, on ACE um, in mid-June, doesn't it? Yeah, so we send that out to employees uh, mid-June. We submit to HMRC at the start of July and P11D is really just a term, of a, a number HMRC call their form. So it's literally just a form that we c 
create for every employee and we list their benefits so HMRC know what benefits they should be taxed on. Your tax code might change on quite, the back a, of that, yes. quite a bit, yes. right. So once that, once that gets submitted to HMRC, HMRC will look at that and they can see the benefits you've had in the prior tax year and then they will code those benefits in. So your tax code will generally change about kind of July time, July, August time. Your tax, you will be informed by HMRC either by a letter or email. That your tax but there's change. nothing that an employee has to do, you all deal with this? So we deal with the benefit side of things, so we tell HMRC the benefits we have given them and we're doing that uh, after the tax year, so we're saying in the prior tax year mm -hmm. this employee perhaps had a car or had a medical insurance benefit. Um, but it's still the employee's responsibility to look after their tax code. I feel like we cannot contact HMRC about an employee's tax code. Uh, we cannot uh, change an employee's tax code. It's all got to come through the employee and HMRC. All we can do is tell HMRC what that employee has had. Uh, so really we would encourage employees to contact HMRC themselves if they are not sure if their tax code is mm -hmm. right. Uh, they can go on their personal tax account, they can have a look at it, it shows you what benefits are included. Perhaps they gave up a company car and that's not been picked up correctly, then they can go on and put an end date on that car and they yeah. can notify head office so that we can update our records. Um, so it's really in the employee's hands to um, contact HMRC and make sure that they're on the right tax code because it's quite limited what we can do on it. Now, something that I know all of us here at various times in their career will have experienced is that awful first pay slip that you get after you've started a new job and you think, oh my goodness, I did not think that was going to be the amount of tax I was paying. So why do we have that emergency tax code in month one? Because that can be a real shock, can't it? Yes, yes. So the M1 code, which you'll see at the end of the tax code, is a, an emergency tax code. Um, so that indicates that you'll be taxed only on what you have paid in the current period and not a cumulative basis. So the way, the way tax and um, income tax works and personal allowances work is that you get your personal allowance uh, spread across the tax year. So, for example, if the personal allowance was £12,000, you would get £1,000 per month tax-free and you would pay anything over and above that. But if there's a month one code, that's not factored in at all. So, so you will be taxed on solely on that earnings on that, on, in that month. So, Megan, you must get a lot of calls about this from, from people panicking that this is going to be what they're paid each month. What can you do to actually help that process? Yes, so if you are new to the business, um, when you leave your previous employer, they will issue with a, a P45 document. Always, always, always send that to your wages department. In lieu of that, so if you know perhaps you're still waiting on it or you know you don't have it yet, you can go on to the HMRC website or um, you know, contact wages and there's a form called the starter checklist. And basically that means that we can remove you from that emergency tax that wee bit quicker, getting you as much money as possible. Um, so we do see like trends if new kind of groups of people join the business. So for example, we take on you know 300 apprentices um, twice a year. They, they don't know it's their first time at work. Um, so we often, you know, chase them with the starter checklist um, to make sure that we get that sorted for them. So yeah, just really important, you know, making sure you're having that early look at your payslip as well. Um, they're on, you know, about a week before payday. So especially when you're new joining the business, just making sure um, you, you know what you're going to get. And it's worth noting as well um, with a month one tax code, as it used to be years ago, that you'd have to wait to the end of the tax year for it to be rectified. But now with real-time information, you know, our wages department sends uh, real-time information to, to HMRC on a monthly basis. So. You don't have to wait a year for it to be rectified. So you will, you know, if you overpay tax with a month one ta month one tax code, it will be, you know, it will work itself out and it will be refunded to you through the course of the 
that's very reassuring, right? So don't panic. No, no basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, your personal tax allowance is the amount of tax-free income that you can have in a year, and it depends on many things. Um, Colin, can you provide some context as to how your personal tax allowance is is calculated? Yeah, so it's, it's it, as I said earlier on, it's basically the, the government set this on an annual basis. So everyone, you know, within you know, in certain kind of income levels receive a personal allowance. So um, as I said earlier on, if it's £12,000, you will receive £1,000 per month tax-free and you will, sp- you will pay income tax and anything above that. But if you like had a benefit that was part of your tax code, mm-hmm. then that would change kind of how much allowance, you get. Yeah. So your personal allowance, if you had a, a £1,000 car benefit, then your allowance would be reduced by that amount. So effectively, you're not getting that bit tax-free uh, or, in other words, you're paying tax on that benefit. So your code can get adjusted for benefits you have and the most common one that our staff have that everyone's entitled to once they join the business is private health care. Um, so that's the most common one that means that our tax codes will be just a fraction less than what the kind of government um, set it at because it's got that benefit factored in. What sort of difference do we see between um, our Scottish and English employees um, within Arnold Clark? Uh, so ultimately it's, it's down to what the government set the tax rates as, so unfortunately for some of us based north of the border it's uh, slightly worse uh, in terms of the amount of tax we pay, uh, for a lot of people anyway that would be the case, um, but really that's down to the government, so if the Scottish government set slightly higher tax rates then the Scottish mm-hmm. staff will pay slightly more, uh, and if a uh, government in England or Wales set uh, lower tax rates then they'll benefit from that and obviously that can change annually um, they can set their own personal allowance and uh, that can change annually as well although generally that's been static for a little while but um, yeah unfortunately it's just uh, we live in a uh, two different kind of tax uh-huh. regimes or three if you include Wales as well so um, it really just depends where you live. There has been instances when maybe people in Carlisle are working in Scotland or you know mm-hmm. People in Dumfries are going kind of south of the border, but it's based on where you live, not where your actual workplace is. Okay, and P11Ds, can you just explain those a bit a bit more? Yeah, so as we mentioned, P11Ds is our way of submitting uh, benefit information to HMRC. So throughout a tax year, we don't send anything to HMRC on a monthly basis to do with benefits. We do send them their payroll file, so they get a file saying what everyone's been paid and how much tax we've deducted based on their tax codes, but we don't send anything saying uh, Megan has a car or Colin has a new medical benefit. We don't do that on a monthly basis and HMRC don't look for that from, a, from an employer on a monthly basis. Um, but what we do is at the end of the tax year, um, HMRC require us to send P11Ds for everyone. Now it's done electronically, but essentially we're sending 11,000, 12,000 P11Ds to HMRC. Um, so it's quite a big task for our teams to pull all that together. Um, most employees that get a P11D will have the AXA benefit, or that's our private health provider, um, as I mentioned earlier. So almost everyone will have that in their P11D, and last year that was, uh, or the current kind of rate for that is £159. Um, but that is the, the rate that you, uh, that's the amount you're, that is taxable. So the actual tax you pay will be less. If you're a 20% mm-hmm. taxpayer, then you're maybe paying like about £30, just over £30. Uh, which is why it is a very good benefit as the actual monetary cost to you is working out at a few pounds a month. But if you join the company for the first time during a tax year, 
we won't tell HMRC about that benefit until we submit the P11D at the end of the tax year. So that's why we encourage employees to, as soon as they know that they've got a benefit, tell HMRC so that their tax code's correct straight away rather than waiting to catch up once we send the P11D in. Now for a, a medical benefit, that's pretty minimal impact if it's a few pounds a month. Uh, but the ones that we particularly would encourage to do that would be those that are company car drivers because that's a benefit that could be worth four, five, six thousand pounds depending on the car. You make quite a big impact on your tax each month. So if, if you get behind in your tax payments of that, then that's where you could have quite a big really catch up. So yeah. it's good to keep on top of that. Uh, so P11D just lets us submit it annually, but we very much encourage employees to keep on top of it during a year as well. I think as well, Collins and informing HMRC, it used to be that you could, the only form of contact with HMRC was on the phone, and you know if anyone has tried to get hold of HMRC, it's a while. <laughs> you can be hold for you know hours on end. But now with a personal tax account, anyone can sign up. You don't have to be in self-assessment to sign up, but you can have your personal tax account, and it's really handy just to have a look at you know what you get paid on a monthly basis, mm-hmm. if you've got any kind of you know, child benefit, etc. Um, it's just a really good. Good. It just keeps everything together and it's quite handy. So Every time you've said contact HMRC or keep in touch with them, my mind has thought back to previous yeah. experiences of just sitting on hold and then well, being told you got through to yeah. the wrong department. So there's ways of just letting them know through Do messaging that, yeah. and... Yeah, there's a message function, you know, there's you can just send them messages and they confirm the seat and they'll, they'll kind of chart your progress on it as well. They'll let you know if they've, you know, how they're getting on with it. But yeah, you know, I think it's a great thing. I mean, obviously from a tax... Being a tax professional, I think it's great, but I would encourage people to, to sign up for it. Well, that's that's really good to know, so don't feel daunted and feel no. you're going to be sitting on the phone for hours. Yeah. Right, so we've talked um, about some of the different employee benefits, and Arnold Clark provides a lot of them, as we've mentioned the private health care. We've also got the cycle to work scheme, uh, the childcare vouchers, many more. Um, so just to, just to explain a little bit more about how you see these detailed on your on your payslip. Yeah, well, a lot of the benefits actually don't need to be detailed in a payslip, which is or, or on a P11D, which is good because essentially that means you don't have to pay tax mm-hmm. on it. So some that you do, the common ones, as we've mentioned, is uh, private healthcare, uh, company car, and then cycle to work. That's the common ones that we will put on a P11D. Cycle to work is a scheme where essentially you can uh, purchase a bike, you can spread the payments out over 12 months, and at the end of this kind of 12 months, the, the ownership of the bike essentially passes from the company to the employee because that's you paid all your contributions towards it. Um, but HMRC say that bike has a value at that point of transfer. So we've got to report that value as a benefit. And it's normally a couple of hundred pounds, two or three hundred, depending on the value of the bike at the start. So that's the main things that go on a P11D to be taxed. Um, Obviously, we're uh, a large company, we've got lots of really good benefits. So we've got our pension scheme. Now, pension schemes uh, are actually a way that you can help to save a bit of tax because if you uh, earn over a certain banding and we can take the pension contribution by salary sacrifice or uh, salary exchange, as it's really known as now, uh, then that actually helps to reduce your tax bill. Uh, We've got our new Simply Health benefit, which we just launched uh, in April this year. And that uh, supplements what you get through a private healthcare policy. Uh, it gives access to a kind of GP 24 hours a day, a uh, virtual GP 
uh, and it gives a cash benefit if you uh, maybe get a dental checkup, you can claim the value of that back up to a certain that value. That sounds great. So yeah, it's a really, really good benefit. Um, I'm sure most of us in here have already started using it and it's great. Um, and all employees were signed up to that. And uh, the great thing about that just now is that the, the value of that benefit is under the reportable amount for it being a, a taxable benefit. So from an employee perspective, that is completely free at the minute. But right now it's great that that is a free benefit. Um, so therefore that's not in the P11D. And then we've got things like our company discounts, so uh, discounts on servicing, discounts on purchasing a car. And none of that type of discount is a taxable benefit. So again, if you use the vouchers that are on ACE to give you a discount off your car, that won't get reported anywhere because that's not within the kind of threshold for, for getting tax. So lots of other benefits that thankfully we don't need to pay tax on, which is quite nice. What about the childcare vouchers? So childcare vouchers, Megan might know more, um, but it's it's a, a scheme that's changed over the years where you can essentially save towards your childcare costs, but it has changed a little bit over the yeah, years. Yes, so um, the government obviously operate that scheme and they allow people to put money away aside for childcare costs to help towards them with like, registered providers. That is um, deducted from um, your pay directly, so it's one of the uh, benefits you do see on your pay slip. Um, so for those in the historic scheme, slightly better um, tax savings, but the new scheme is still great. Obviously, you still get a lot of the great childcare um, access and things. Whilst it's a deduction, um, that means that it's reducing the tax you pay. So you're kind of getting, you know, two benefits in one. You're reducing your tax slightly, um, and you're also um, getting access to that great childcare too. So um, yeah, fantastic scheme for. Those who need. Right, let's move on to some um, specific employee questions now. Um, Megan, I know this one is aimed directly at you. This is from Abby McIntyre, Accident Repair Centre in Paisley. Um, if we get paid at the end of the month, what dates does that period cover? I know this question may play on a lot of employees' minds. It's often difficult to keep track of that sort of thing, isn't it? Salary that you see on your mm -hmm. pay up every month, that pays you for the current month. So we are, um, we've just paid July for example, you would have seen the salary element there. That pays you from the 1st to the 31st of July inclusively when you receive that. However, there are some elements on there that are paid in arrears, so that includes overtime, commission, um, some bonus schemes. So whilst you'll see them on that payslip for July, they're actually, you know, with relation to hours or, you know, they were earned in June, essentially. Um, so that can cause com some confusion. Um, historically, within the business, we had a kind of mid-month cut-off for overtime at the start of the year. Um, we changed that to be fully uh, in arrears just to assist with that because previously you were looking at a pay slip and there was multiple months yes, yes. Um, on there. So um, whilst there is still a lot going on, they are, you know, I, I hope I am a wee bit more. That makes more, more sense, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Next question we've got is from Carol McGeekin in East Kilbride, Vauxhall. Where will it show that you receive allowance? Now, this is very specific. <laughs> Carol, you might be the only person here, but where will it show that you receive allowance for cleaning your own uniform? I think it was £60 per year. So that's not actually an allowance that Arnold Clark would pay. It's not a set allowance. What that will be is the HMRC will offer tax relief on kind of uniform cleaning, so I'm, I'm pretty sure NHS staff maybe take kind of advantage of that, but that would be something that you would have to kind of look at HMRC and contact HMRC directly on that. Right, so that's not with any of, within um, Arnold Clark at all. So that would only be if you've uh, meet HMRC's criteria, you've got a uniform that meets the criteria that you can claim a, a deduction on your tax code. So 
for staff that can do that, then they can contact mm -hmm. HMRC and get it in their tax code just in the same way as if they were putting their company card in their tax code, they can record. So don't start putting through all your dry cleaning thinking no, it's a, no. a taxable benefit. No. Right, so um, next question is very similar questions actually. We've got um, Gary Byrne at Liverpool MTS Mazda Kia and Michael Mason, Liverpool MTS Mazda Kia. I think they might be putting their heads together on this. Um, what do all of the abbreviations mean on payslip? So they've, they've given some of them here and we've got C time, P time, historic back pay, AHP, um, yes, it, they've and previous holiday so those are those are the sort of the terms that they're talking about so let's let's take those uh, C time and P time this is one for me so mm -hmm. um, C time and P time so as we referenced with you know your basic pay is current month the overtime and things is in arrears C we use here as an abbreviation for current so current month so um, if for any reason we had to deduct in the current month so if we're looking at July and your deduction for July it would be C time um, if we were deducting you for June, it would show us P time, where we're using P as previous for previous months. So um, we are limited somewhat with the characters. I love. I, I wish we could, you know, make them much longer. Um, but we are working, um, you know, to create a kind of comprehensive document that will show the codes um, with, you know, most frequent ones at the top for employees. Uh -huh. um, and you know, we're hoping to get that on ace, you know, in the coming months uh, for staff. Most of the reason that we kind of split things out like that is really for uh, internal reporting purposes afterwards, so we know which pays relates to which periods. So mm -hmm. um, while it does mean there's quite a lot of different uh, pay elements for staff. Uh, it is things that we need to be able to identify where things relate to. So historic back pay, is that showing up as historic back pay or is there a, a code for that as well? So I think, I'm trying to remember what it shows like, um, I believe they would see maybe like hist, hist back pay mm -hmm. right. and back pay. It's generally always a payment, which is good. Um, as if you probably had a, a backdated salary increase. Um, so we have kind of previous back pay, anything to the previous month, historic, as Colin said. If you're going back, you know, to January, we would show them split across and again, it's just for reporting purposes. And AHP? AHP. So here that is standing for um, average holiday pay. So um, without getting into too much detail, it's essentially for our staff who work, you know, frequent um, levels of overtime and are perhaps commission earning. Um, there's a European law that allows that they would receive an additional rate for their holidays when they're off. Um, so a lot of a lot of work um, goes into that, um, but that's how it will show for staff. So we show that as both average, uh, or AHP com and AHP over uh, or OT, depending on your eligibility criteria for that. As you say, that uh, there's going to be more details on ACE coming up, so you can actually, if you have a query before you have to contact Payroll Direct, you can just see what these what these codes. There's a full list already on ACE that can be accessed, and that's fairly uh, up to date and there's a, a new version of that going to be up, up soon that will have some of the newer codes that we've launched recently. Um, Michael Mason actually says, can you make pay slips easier to understand? Are you, <laughs> are you limited to some extent by what uh, you you have to say I wish we could because I think it would help us too you know we want them to be as clear as possible we want you to know what you're getting paid every month and understand and for the, obviously the employees to know that they're comfortable with what it's for um, we are limited within the payroll system that we use we have very very limited character lengths um, so we try and be quite smart with the abbreviations that we use um, 
So obviously we'll, have, we'll share those with, with the staff um, and it's definitely something that we do try. Not all employees will be aware of the different views that you can actually uh, see of your payslip just now. So when you log into my view, uh, the homepage has essentially got widgets um, and each widget's maybe got a different uh, thing in it. So if you uh, uh, claim expenses, there's an expenses widget and if you want to see your pay, there's a pay widget. Uh, and you can add more widgets in the top right corner. And there's actually two different pay ones. Now, most employees that have been in the company for a long time will have the kind of older view. And that's where you click in your pay slip and it essentially looks like an old printed yes. pay slip would have looked like. Um, still the exact same layout and it, it almost looks like uh, it's styled to look like the paper it would have been printed yeah. on years ago. <laughs> um, but there's another widget you can add, which is a slightly more modern view. Now, it's personal preference. Some like one, some like the other. Um, but it's probably worth employees kind of having a look at that and seeing if the other view maybe helps them to understand it a bit more. Um, it's, it's designed to look a bit more modern, so it's got all like your net pays and big letters at the top, so you can see how much your pay is, is the mm -hmm. first thing you, you see when you open it, and um, it just splits it slightly differently. But there are bits of the pay slip that are a little confusing, like our, um, our fuel scheme, for example. So if you've got a fuel card, we deduct a fuel spend, and if you claim business miles, we pay the, the mileage payment. Um, but both of them, even though one's a payment and one's a deduction, they both appear in the kind of deduction section of a payslip. And that's just because we can't control where it goes. It's the payroll system drives that. But you you aren't necessarily you being aren't, deducted. There is a payment yeah, in there yeah. as well. And yeah. it's the same with, uh, for example, employer's pension contribution shows in there. So that's the employer. So Arnold Clark is paying their share of the pension, but it shows within the list of deductions. So some staff might think, why am I paying my own pension payment and uh, another one. But one's actually, a credit. Yeah, so one's really just there for information. Well, that actually leads in nicely to Kevin Smedley um, from Group Procurement. Um, he's. This is a question we've received from quite a few people. Why does it show AE pensions exchange on my payslip? Yeah, so there's, there's different types of pension schemes. So some staff will be in an auto-enrolment scheme, it's called. So uh, back in about 2015, I think it was, the government said there should be a pension scheme by all workplaces available to all staff. Because uh, up, till, up till then, there was no requirement legally to put staff into a pension. Um, so historically, some staff might have had a pension scheme, um, but not everyone did at that point. And when the auto-enrolment scheme started, uh, auto-enrolment was the government's name for it, essentially that you had to automatically enrol all your staff into it. Uh, so the abbreviation AE came from that. So if you've got an AE pension payment, it basically means you're in the auto-enrolment scheme and uh, that's kind of still just how, how it gets listed on the payslip. Uh, it can either be a pension exchange or pension sacrifice. So that means it reduces your salary um, and you save a bit of tax on the fact that you're reducing your salary, but instead of the money going to you, the money goes into your pension scheme. Uh, and otherwise, if, if you don't meet the criteria for that, then your salary won't be reduced, you'll get your normal pay, your tax will be deducted, and then your pension will be deducted as well. So it can be coded in, in different ways, and there's a few different uh, places for it to sit in the payslip, depending on the scheme. But all the codes for the pension schemes are in the document that's on ACE as well that will help to explain kind of what each one means. And all staff are, that are in the pension, although historically there was different schemes, everyone's in a legal and general scheme now, so it's only one provider, although it still lists it as slightly different ways of deducting it in a payslip. I think this is our last question. Please can you advise what the following means? AHPCOM, 
AHPOT. So this was as we touched on um, just previously, so this so is that average hold pay again. Right, and the, what's the COM? So that's for our commission earning staff, so right. um, there's the two separate types, if based on if you're a commission earner or if you're an overtime worker that's kind of triggering that additional pay on your holidays, um, and we show it based on that, so if you are someone who's earning commission frequently, that may trigger you to receive additional holiday pay or average holiday pay, um, as we call it here. Um, and that's whether we will show that as a rate for the days that you take. And that's paid for the first 20 days um, for eligible staff of annual leave that they take each year. Yeah, because that was um, a question from um, Vary Boyle from Clyde Bank. Peugeot, she said um, she pays both, and I think she was wondering what the difference is between them. Why Maybe just been both? eligible on, on both yes, cases, yeah. Yes, and it's worth to note, so she is receiving that money, so I'm not sure she's obviously said pay there, but that's money that we're paying to her in addition to her normal holiday pay, so um, it's just as Colin says, she's eligible for both accounts there. Well, thank you very much. Um, Colin Bain, Colin Sinclair and Megan McCallum for, for joining us and answering all these questions. I think people... It's worth saying that although this is um, sort of a minefield, this is your specialism and people shouldn't feel um, stupid or silly when they're looking at the, the wage slips and they don't quite understand um, what they're seeing. Because I think uh, it can be quite overwhelming, can't yeah, it? Yeah, um, well, thank you very much for joining us today and for fielding all the questions. I'm sure we're going to have more in <laughs> as a result of this. Perhaps we've just opened a can of worms. Uh, hopefully we've, re we've reassured people. But just a reminder that ACE hosts all of the information, the benefits and the resources that Arnold Clark provide. But if you can't find what you need, we've got more helpful contacts to keep in mind. And it's um, this is only going to be further clarified in coming weeks as well on ACE. So if you have a question relating to your monthly pace that you can visit the wages page on ACE for more information, or alternatively, if you don't get the answer you need there, you can email the team on wagestms at arnoldclark.com. That's for all payroll queries. And if you've got any queries regarding P11D, your car benefit or fuel queries, email the team on companycartax at arnoldclark.com. And remember as well, if you're struggling with the cost of living, the Healthy Finance page within Space, your employee wellness platform, all of those, they offer a variety of information and support that could help you and your family. Well, thanks for listening and until next time on AC Life, the podcast, goodbye.